Welcome back to the Big Blue Saloon, where no dogs are allowed. I am Peter Storm. I'm joined by the angry D-man, Eric Diamond, representing the Giants. Merck, Brett Merker representing the Jets. But we have an exciting show tonight, which will really make our listeners think they're sitting in a bar. And no, it's not the return of Ox, Mike Oxhorn. He's not back tonight. We love the Ox. But two other friends of the podcast, Neil Mars of JetFans.com and Seth Kaplan, president of the In Joe Douglas We Trust movement are joining us tonight. They've asked for their time. We're going to have, since there's no Giants news, we're going to have a special uh, Jets roundtable. Finally, Seth, you might finally let us know why you will, uh, why you think we should all join in the Joe Douglas We Trust movement. Sure. But we will have Ox back very soon. Neil, I know you had a special appreciation for Ox after his performance last week. He did a stellar job last week, I must say. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And Merck, and (laughs) Merck, I know you guys have developed your own personal relationship outside of all of this, correct? We became BFFs within an hour. <laughs> well, he he did public take it to the public forum to compliment you on your voice. I mean, I don't yeah, I'm not, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. That includes my wife, so uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> hey, Brett, has, uh, has anyone ever complimented you on your podcast voice before? No, he was actually the first one. Um, it makes sense why I, I never made it in the entertainment business. Uh, Ox is my only fan. so <laughs> Well, it, it's better to have one than none like the rest of us. So at least you got somebody. Sure. Anyways, un- unfortunately for Giant fans, there's no news emanating from Giants camp. Um, for all of those that heard the rumor that John Mara gave the entire organization off in celebration of their 6-10 and 10 season, I actually started that but it certainly seems that way. D-Man, you think the Giants are off celebrating? What are they doing? I don't hear anything from Giants land. I assume they're playing golf or trying to plan their uh, COVID vacation somewhere. Unless If they're celebrating, they're celebrating the, the 2010 Giants maybe, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. We, such as Mel Kuyper's mock draft and um, a couple of players that have reportedly caught the attentions at the Giants in the senior bowl. Anybody – who's familiar with Dave Gettleman's book of work knows he finds like two or three players that he gets very excited about the senior bowl. And then they're drafted about two rounds earlier than they're supposed to be. (laughs) In tonight's episode, Pete absolutely loves Dave Gettleman. It's really, you can, you can, you can hear the love every week. It's so funny. It really is amazing how Pete that you've kept it up every single week. Your constant hatred for the man. Go ahead. But and I think, and I think I've done me. Like, get, Gettleman makes it seem like it's such an obvious pick. <laughs> Wait till he butchers the first pick uh, in, the, in the draft. Then you'll see Pete go crazy. I, I, I always say something about Gettleman. He always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. That's how he makes everybody feel. Like, he'll, he'll pick a guy with a fourth pick, you know, like Andrew Jones. Well, he's the best offensive tackle, and I can prove it. He's the most ready. Meanwhile, the other three tackles pick right behind him. We're all rated ahead of, 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 of Jones. I mean, so listen, I, I, I'm consistent on Gettleman, Seth. I've been in yes. it since the beginning, as you said. Right. And I think I've brought in a lot of people onto my side of the table <laughs> on this, to be honest. And yet somehow he's still the GM of the Giants. Well, six and ten in a COVID environment in New York City, where the Giants are, is John Mara thinks it's worth celebrating. So apparently <laughs> they're celebrating. 
Anyways, in tonight's episode, you're going to be treated to a Jets roundtable with some of the most knowledgeable fans I know. We will cover everything from the Jets hiring of Robert Saleh. Now, Seth, we don't know. We how, Can you finally end this first? How is his name pronounced? It's Sala. Sala. Yes. Uh, I think that's right. I think that's right. I, that's a good job, Seth Kaplan. I think you got it. I, I, All right. I believe it's right, but I don't, you know, like you said, I don't really know for sure, but that's the most consistent pronunciation that I've heard. Well, Sala Seth, thanks for Sala thanks. a lot of holla, guys. A lot of holla. <laughs> Seth, thanks for joining us. That's all we needed from you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, to the uh, we're going to talk about the Sean Watson rumors that hit uh, uh, red alert today. To Sam Darnold, to the latest last draft, draft buzz. It will be a Noel holds bar discussion with Seth Nemo and Brett leading the invasion of Gangrene Nation. While the D-man in the background takes his passive-aggressive shots at them. <laughs> that sounds like fun. But before we get started, uh, let's talk about what else we'll talk about. We're going to look ahead to the Super Bowl. We'll have Mel Kuyper's draft and Adam Schefter report on the robust quarterback market. But before we get to our roundtable, I want to play this clip just for Seth. Donnie Lamb Jones. I think it's a good selection, but a very surprising That's one. That's a young Seth. <laughs> that wasn't that bad of a choice. As a season ticket holder of the Jets, I'm going to That's Neil Mars. Jets take the first round selection. Quarterback. No! Ken O'Brien of California. <laughs> oh. Everybody oh. said if Marino was going to be around at that time, they take Marino. Obviously, the Jets know something that... You know, the people up here don't. <laughs> New York Jets first round selection. Fullback. Oh! Roger Vick. That's my personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> New York Jets first round choice. Jeff Lagerman. <laughs> he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad. Obvious to me right now that the Jets just don't understand what the draft's all about. The New York Jets select Blair Thomas. Now, with that in the background, there, yeah. there were some real winners there. My favorite one was the Roger Vic pick because the Jets got the background. The Jets pick Vic. Everybody loved it. And it wasn't the good Vic from uh, Seth's friend from Pascal Valley. <laughs> don't you love how people are moaning before they even announce who the player is? It's like in anticipation. That the name is going to be awful. People are already yelling. How is that? How is that even possible that a team would actually pick a fullback in the first round? I don't even get. It. I don't think that's real. It's like it's almost worse than uh, a kicker. Yes, almost. What? What? what the, Giants, Giants, the Giants. The Giants. The Giants. They got Jared Nugent. Bunch in the first round. The Giants once picked Jared Bunch in the first round. What, was oh, Nugent a second rounder when the Jets drafted him? Yes, he was. Yeah. He was a second oh. round. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find that clip for Seth next time. Thank you. Anyways, we want to get into the Jets roundtable. You know, with that in the background, but we know what this franchise is all about. They did make a really good move by all intents and purposes, <clears throat> universally by Jet fans. I mean, Merker loved it. Even Diamond loved it. He pans every move the Jets made. The Jets hired Robert Sala. Sala, I think I said it right now. Yes. So, Seth, we'll start with you. What were your initial reactions about Robert Sala? Because at first you wanted somebody to sell you on him. I remember on the Facebook right. page you said, "Sell me on him." That's right. Were you, are you sold? 
Um, I am. And I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I'll admit, three weeks ago, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, <laughs> I, I never heard the name before. It's amazing. You know, we all go through the same thing. We all read the articles and then we all become experts in like a couple of weeks. But I had never heard of him. I know San Francisco had a great defense. I know he's super popular. Everybody loves the pick. I know he's got a great background story. And I know he had a great game against the Jets in week two. But really, what does that tell you? So all, all I hope is that all this great energy and love for him, it turns into wins. And so I'm going to trust the people who are, who are experts that they say he's a great selection. I'm going along with it. Neil, Nemo, you're, you're, you know, you're more of an optimist on, these, on this stuff. Uh, what was your reaction to the Robert Sala hire? I mean, hire? Initially, initially, I really wanted the enemy, um, you know, an offensive genius. By, by the way, be- before you go on, uh, the enemy didn't get a job again. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, you know, who knows why? I mean, may, I, I heard he doesn't interview well. Um, you know, I, know, I hope it's, it's just that and nothing bigger than that. But, you know, I, so I, he, I just, I just, Neil, I just, I just think he doesn't get any credit. I think when teams interview him, they credit Andy Reid and they correct the fact that that team has immense talent. I mean, they got Patrick Mahomes, they got Tyree Kill, they got Travis Kelsey. So I don't think Biennami, I don't think they take Biennami seriously. That's probably right. But, well, anyways. The reality is, even if you're a good coordinator, that doesn't mean you can be a good coach. We've seen that. Thanks, D-Man. And, and he doesn't even call the plays. So I, I can't blame teams for being skeptical. He doesn't call the plays. He's got, like, a potential Hall of Fame coach, and he's got all-world talent. I don't know if I would take a chance on that either. How do you know he's going to be a good head coach for your team? I mean, I mean, the Jets know that firsthand. Look, look at Bowles. Bowles was the head coach of the Jets. He didn't oh. really do a great job. And here he is. I mean, his defense basically saved Tom Brady. I mean, that, how many chances did Green Bay have that the Tampa Bay defense shut them down because of Bowles did a great job? But, but I, 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 do, I do digress. I would say going back to Sala, you know, initially I didn't really understand what the buzz was all about. But I must say, you know, seeing the reaction of players, of coaches, of the entire, you know, NFL to this hire, you know, it actually makes you feel proud to be a Jet fan. I, I hate, I, I'm, I'm afraid to say it. But you should be. You should you know, be. It, it, it's you actually should be because a, you feel a little, little bit of pride for the first time in how many years that you know you're talking about the Jets. Let let, let him win a game before you have pride. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Jets lead lead the league and in, in, in fandom in the off season, but when the season starts, all hell goes all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So let, let's get to the off season because the Jets have a chance to win the off season. I think the off season starts with uh, Sam Darnold. And I and we and all five of us have been on this podcast many times over the last since we started, and probably one of the first things we ever talked about was whether or not is Sam Darnold the quarterback of the Jets. We have another year under our hat. Seth, is Sam Darnold? Are you still a Sam Darnold apologist? Well, I, I'm definitely still a Sam Darnold apologist. Um, now we did, we weren't talking about Deshaun Watson at the time either, so. You know, let's... Well, we could combine topics. Deshaun Watson's officially made a request to be traded from the Texans. We discussed them last week. It's going to cost the Jets three, four first-round picks, probably Darnold, probably some more. We'll start with you, Seth. I mean, these players are inter- interchangeable. What is your what is your dream scenario out of all this? Ooh, my dream scenario. Uh, I have to admit, I am going back and forth. I am not a hundred percent all in for Watson. It's going to depend on what the price is. Um, I think if it's a reasonable price, I will do it. I am not one of the people that says no matter what it takes, 
you get him because I, I'm a Sam Donald apologist. So I have to think, like, depending on what it costs, would I rather have Deshaun Watson for what it costs plus Sam Darnold? To me, I, I, it, it's tough to say. I, 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 in my head, to answer your question ultimately, I've, I've come to peace with three first-rounders. So if we had to do a first-rounder in 21, a first-rounder in 22, or a first-rounder in 23, I would be okay with it. Only because we have the Jamal Adams trade or we have the other first-rounders. If not, I'd really hesitate to do it. But I, I can live with that. If we could do it for those three picks – I'm in. If we're going, if we're doing a Ricky yeah. Williams draft, like then I'm I'm not going that far. Sorry, Merck. Another week's another week's gone by. A lot of conversation on uh, Big Blue Saloon Facebook page. We got Ox taking three sides of the <laughs> argument. Where where do you sit on it this week with Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, the draft picks, the trades? They're all interlocked, well, inter interconnected. Yeah. So, um, you know, just it, it is connected for me and it includes Salah. So just first on him real quick, I, I am really excited about him like everybody else. I didn't know him like Seth either, but I've read up on him. I love how he, how, you know, his, his uh, interviews in the media have been great. He's saying all the right things. Um, you know, players seem to love a media, you name it. Um, I'm really excited about what he's going to bring to our defense too. I mean, this guy obviously uh, took that San Francisco defense that had major injuries uh, and they, what were they top 10? He's excited about unleashing Quinnen. Um, I, I think he'll do great job with Marcus may assuming they, they resign him. So I'm really excited about that part of it, but you know, it, it, the reason that I am all in on Watson and I am all in, I, I'm not saying give up five first rounders, something crazy like that. But if it's, if it's three first rounders, Sam Darnold, whatever I'm in, um, the franchise quarterbacks, top five, top eight quarterbacks, uh, don't come around so often. Could we develop Justin Fields and Wilson into one of those? Who the hell knows? We thought that was Sam Darnold. Um, unfortunately, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be. And, you know, as much as I like Salah and LaFleur seems to be a great hire, I don't, I don't know what they're all about. Are they going to be able to, to reinvigorate Darnold? I have no idea. Are they going to be the, the guys to take Wilson or, or Fields and make them a, you know, 10, 15-year starter? Um, I have no idea, but I do know what Deshaun Watson is, and that's a great quarterback. So I am all in on Deshaun Watson. Now, Neil, you went on ESPN Radio. <laughs> you did. On Saturday. You had Seth and I listen for a while until you finally came on. We went through like three hosts until you finally got on. True. <laughs> you went on. You completely dumbfounded Gordon Damer by what you said. Gordon Damer thought you was going to have to come on and – Every chip man wanted Deshaun Watson, and you came on, and you're like, I think it's too much. And then, like, three or four callers after, you're like, you know, I think Neil made a good point. Neil, well, take you know, your moment to shine. I mean, you, you blew up ESPN Radio on Saturday. Well, you know what? Um, I almost called again the next day because <laughs> Bob was choosing radio voice of the York Jets, was on the Carlin show the next day, and he basically said the exact same thing I did. Which was like, he heard Morgan. you, he heard you. So you're saying Morgan, Bob was choosing is stealing and Bob your shoes and said Neil from New Jersey yesterday made a really good point, and I need to talk about that. Now, in all seriousness, you know, it, it uh, you know, I think both Seth and Brett have, have, have made, made the point as well. You don't want to mortgage your future, you know. I mean, I know we, we mentioned three first rounders, but I mean, to me, I would do Sam and two first rounders, not Sam and three first rounders, but. Look, the bottom line is that there was an empty cupboard for Sam Darnold. He had nobody. He was he's by himself, okay? He's got zero talent. To, to then get 
Deshaun Watson, who's a stud, okay, with no talent around him as well, how does that make you any better? It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, right? Well, Nemo, I, I just to jump in there, I, I agree with that premise, except what you're forgetting is that you bring Deshaun Watson – um, the $70 million in cap space that they have now attracts free agents because of Deshaun Watson, whether you want Robinson or they want to go the route of Curtis Samuel or Juju, whoever it is, are they coming to play for Sam Darnold? Maybe because of the money. Um, but if, if Deshaun Watson's here, you got this new hot coach. If I'm Alan Robinson and he's been tweeting like crazy, um, I'm, I'm coming to New York. So that's, that's the X factor there. I, I, I agree with that, but, the thing about free agents, though, Brett, is that it's a short-term game. You know, draft capital is for the long term. And Deshaun Watson is 25 years old, right? I don't want a quarterback that, okay, I got, I got a, a three- to five-year window. With Deshaun Watson, you could have a 10- to 12-year window, you know? So with free agents coming in, it's a very short period of time where that cap money is going to dry up, where – to give up a ton of draft capital, that scares me. You know, well, I, 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 I do think, though, with the Jamal Adams trade, really set us up very nicely. Having four first-rounders in the next two years, I am willing to give up two of those because I know I have two left. So can I add something to that? Because you bring up a, a good point and something that I have not heard as well. I think we, to Brett's point, we do need to bring in some short-term infusion of high-profile talent. Because my big concern, which I have not heard discussed and most Jet fans gloss over, is that, hey, we'll take Deshaun because he's so miserable at the Texans. Why is he miserable at the Texans? Because they're terrible. They're a terrible organization. We don't exactly have a great background ourselves. A great history is so else. So how do we know that in one or two years, if we're not improving and we're like the same way the Texans were, that he's not going to want out of, out of our team as well? I, I, we need a reason to keep him around. I'm nervous that he'll pull the same crap with us in a year or two, if we don't drastically improve, are you guys worried yeah. about that? Yeah, Seth, that's, that's a great point. And, and, and Brett, that's a great point. You bring in Deshaun Watson, you're, you're not playing the long game. You've got to bring right. in Allen Robinson right away. You've got to bring in a, a running back. Uh, you know, you, 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 your offensive line will be better. So, yeah, I mean, you're doing Deshaun Watson. You're trying to win. Now, D-Man, as an outside observer, you know, we got the, we, we're the giant fans and apparently uh, – the Giants and nobody else look at Daniel Jones as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. So the Giants aren't even in the discussion on Deshaun Watson. And to be honest with you, they don't have the collateral to go out and get them like the Jets do or the Dolphins do, the Jags do. So if you're the Jets, D-man, are you after Deshaun Watson and not care about the tra- draft capital? I would get Watson um, because, first of all, Darnold and, um, you know, you if, granted the Jets don't have the greatest offensive talent. But the reality is when those three receivers were healthy and Flacco was playing, the Jets were scoring points. And when Darnold came back, the Jets' offense actually took a step down. So to me, that was the most concerning thing that I saw last year is at the end of the season, Darnold still was struggling with all his three receivers healthy. So if they can get uh, Watson, I would go for it. Um, I don't think the Jets believe that the quarterbacks uh, after Lawrence are – a guarantee. So I would go for it if I'm the Jets. Now, obviously, you don't want to give too much. I mean, but I agree. If you can just give, you know, Donald with two first-round picks, why not? For me, as an outside observer who doesn't really care what happens one way or the other, if you're drafting at number two 
and you're going to draft a quarterback. And I'm not saying they're going to. You're not, or they're not. You 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 hope that Justin Fields or Zach Wilson are nearly as good as Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson isn't that much older. So you know, I that that's the so that's the issue, Pete. Yeah, that that is my issue. That's why you take Deshaun Watson if you can. Yeah. And I don't I don't worry like Neil about giving three. Uh, first round picks. I, we have a lot of picks coming there, coming our way. Regardless of those, I trust Joe Douglas not as much as Seth, <laughs> but I trust Joe Douglas. Um, I, I think I think he's going to be savvy again on you know on draft night. You know, trade back similar to what the the Patriots do every year and and get more picks. Who the hell knows what Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are? Do we know that Lafleur is the guy to develop one of these young quarterbacks? I, I have no idea. We know what Deshaun Watson is. And the, the other point I want to make is it is a short game. I'm tired of the long game for the Jets. I've been a fan like you guys for, for what, 35 years. I've had it. That's that's enough. Let's go for it. And, you know, if we fail in the next three to five years, so be it. You try to rebuild again. But what are we waiting for? You know, We've been I, waiting I, 50 I, years I have, anyhow. I do have a question just to kind of flip this conversation on its head, Pete, for you and D-Man, right, the Giants fans. Let's say back in 2018, Gettleman did not take Saquon, and he took Darnold. Do you think that Darnold would have developed faster with the Giants' talent versus what he did with the Jets? No, he would have been worse. (laughs) Have you seen the Giants' offensive talent? As we said, the Jets' receivers are better than the Giants. That's the reality. I, I just personally, I just personally don't think Sam Darnold's a very good player. I mean, that's, I've I've said it since the beginning. I think the game moves a little fast for him. That's just me. I mean, what do I know? But you know, I, I'm not. You know, I I think Daniel Jones is a little bit better than him. Not much, a little. Um, I think next year at this time we'll be having the same conversation about Daniel Jones. I mean, that, but I, I do want to bring up one thing for you guys, Seth, Neil, Brett. Um, what, one thing that's not been discussed is I think the Jets actually have more leverage in this than people think. So to me, the teams that are really in it for Deshaun are the Jets, the Dolphins, and I think the 49ers are going to be out of it now because I think the Martucci's saying they're close to getting Matt Stafford. And so that so I think it's really between the Jets, the Dolphins, the Panthers, and maybe the Jags and the Broncos. And I don't think the Jags are in it. I don't think they give up Trevor Lawrence rights. And I've heard that the, the Texans do not want to trade him to Miami. And there's a very good reason for that. Mm-hmm. The pick that they would get back in this trade is actually theirs. Mm-hmm. So do they want to trade Deshaun Watson pretty much for nothing? That's what they would be doing. Mm-hmm. So I actually think they – and then if you talk about Carolina, okay, Teddy Bridgewater is pretty good, and they have the 13th pick. So the Jets could beat that offer. And I'm, I'm not a big believer in Drew Locke. So I actually think the Jets have more leverage here than you guys than, they, than people think. I don't know what you guys think. But I, I, I there, there's a lot to that embarrassment of trading Deshaun Watson for a pick that they already – they already own, and I, and I and I just have some breaking news. Nate Solder is going to get cut. We'll discuss that more. Yay! <laughs> well, anyway, take what I just said. Week, I'll, I'll start with you, Seth. Well, the 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 person who actually has the the most leverage is Deshaun because of his no trade laws, right? So we all speculate because we hear that he loves the Jets. He's liking you know whatever post he's been in New York, and trust me, I pray that it's correct that that's where he wants to go, but. He can really say, trade me the Dolphins or nowhere else, and the Texans would have to comply. And that's what I'm afraid of, that he'll say, I, I like the Jets, but Miami's 10-6. and six. They're ready to win. Send me there. And, yeah, the, the Texans would have to go with their tail between their legs and get the same pick they traded away before. But you do what's best for the organization. So 
I, I, I don't I don't think you can sell that to your fan base. I, well, I really you can't don't. sell don't trade they... him to your fan base no matter where he goes. There's no uh, good reason to trade him. I mean, you know, 50% of fans won't realize they're trading him for their own pick, but <laughs> most will. 50% will. Um, I, w- I want to turn this conversation on, a, on his head. So say the Jets do keep the number two pick and they don't trade for Deshaun Watson and they keep the number two pick and they stick with Sam Darnold or go after one of those other quarterbacks that have broken free, like, you know, Stafford or Carson Wentz. Jared Goss names out there, too. So they have the number two pick. Mel Kuyper's mocking them to De- De- Devontae Smith. I actually think they should take Devontae Smith. Say they don't trade the pick. Seth, what are you doing with that number two pick? Uh, it all depends on what the offers are. Uh, if we get one of those, you know. I'm saying there's no trade. You, do, you, you don't have oh, an offer don't to have trade. trade. keep the number two pick. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, even though this goes against every bone in Neil Martucci's body, um, I would prefer to have Sewell, the offensive lineman. I, I think the just best days were when they had Mangold and Ferguson anchoring the offensive line. And from everything you hear about this kid, he's a stud. And I would love to lock down our offensive line. That's what my gut says. I haven't studied all the players, but no one else strikes me as like a clear-cut superstar position player. So when in doubt, I'll go with the all-world offensive tackle and have an offensive line for the ages. Nemo, who would you take with the number two pick? No trade, Sam Darnold's still your quarterback. Uh, I would go for the wide receiver. Um, I, I think that this guy is special. Devontae Smith. Yep, I would go for that. I would go for the Alabama receiver. I just think that he is the real deal. And if there's some miracle that we could make this work where we get to Sean, we do the we, we do the trade with them and they have other first round picks and other seconds and maybe even Sam and we still have the number two pick. I understand what you're saying, Seth, but I don't know, man. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, who knows? Maybe we don't trade Sam and we wind up with other picks and we can make a package to get another offensive lineman somewhere, but that guy <laughs> Smith is an exciting player. Neil, you're not getting Deshaun Watson without giving up the number two pick. You can even go on ESPN radio and ask that question. It's not happening. Merck, you can only dream. Week, you can only dream. Last week you were in on, I think, Seawalls. They kept the number two pick. Are you still there? Yeah, so I am still there, but with a little bit of trepidation. I said it last week, you know, um, he's a left tackle too. So either Becton or Sewell is going to be moved to right tackle. Um, that comes with issues. Um, that makes me a bit nervous, but I, I agree with Seth. I, I want bookends um, for sure. But, but again, I'm a little nervous. So if that didn't happen, um, you know, I, I get the Devonta Smith thing. He is, he looks unbelievable. I am a little bit worried about his size for, to be honest, but then I thought about it and, and, you know, in this kind of um, Shanahan offense, maybe he is the perfect kind of fit for that uh, in addition to, uh, you know, uh, like an Ayuk or, or a Debo Samuel, very similar, not maybe not as quick and, sp- you know, kind of in the small, sp- the um, small spaces they are. But I always get nervous about taking that wide receiver at the number two pick. Maybe I'm overstating it. Um, and and I, I don't know enough about these two quarterbacks, Fields and, and Wilson, to, to have an opinion. You know, our friend uh, Dave Burke is is all in <laughs> on on uh, Zach Wilson. He, he is hanging with Jay Schwartz. He is, yeah, he has made it clear that if there's no Deshaun Watson, it's it's Zach Wilson or bust. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Um, uh, but I I go Sewell, and then I guess second is is Devonta Smith, and uh, you know I'm a little bit nervous about it. Uh, D man, who do you think they should take? 
if they don't get Watson, I think they should take a playmaker. So obviously Devontae Smith. I know some people still like Jamar Chase better, um, but I think they have to get the playmaker. Yeah, especially so for Darnold, you, you got to give him a playmaker. If you saw Kuiper's mock, which was a little ridiculous, he in the in the first eight picks, he had seven. The first, seven of the eight picks were wide receivers and quarterbacks. He had four quarterbacks and three wide receivers in the first eight picks. Only Seawall was the only non-wide receiver wide. quarterback. So he had three wide receivers in Smith and Chase, who he thinks could switch by the time we get to the draft, with Chase being picked first. And then Waddle, who Neil Morris does not think has a true football name. He was the third receiver. <laughs> and then he had the four quarterbacks of uh, Fields, Lawrence, Lance and Zach Wilson, and then and then in a roundtable with Schefter and uh, Orlovsky and somebody else, they were on, and they were saying that Schefter guaranteed from what he was hearing in the NFL, by some way, shape, or form, the first three picks of the draft will be quarterbacks. So it was very interesting. So I think the you know it's the Jets will probably trade the pick. So I think we're having a hypothetical conversation. So now it's prediction time, and I'm going to start with you, Merck as you are our resident Jets expert. And we're going to come back to this. Gun to your head, you get a million dollars. We're here on January 28th, 2021. Who is the opening day quarterback for the Jets on the first, on the second Sunday? <laughs> wow, that was a nice intro right there. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Uh, um, gun to my head, Deshaun Watson's coming here. I think they're going to get it done. I think Joe Douglas wants to make this splash. I know he's... You know, he's the kind of GM that's that's careful, that's that, you know, really thinks through uh, how he's going to build this team through the draft. But I, I think this is the guy you can't miss on right now. You have a quarterback that wants out. Um, you have the draft capital. You have it. You know, you have a guy that has a no trade clause. The stars are aligned. Um, he is our quarterback. Uh, Neil's going to have to deal with giving up three picks. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and 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 I think he's the quarterback. That's that's my pick. Okay, so Brett, we are going to keep track of the fact that you believe that Sean Watson will be the Jets quarterback on the second Sunday in September, week <clears> one <throat> NFL 2021. Seth, same question. Guns to your head. Starring role in Broadway when Don't it reopens. Um, who is the starting quarterback? So this is who New I York think Jets? it will be, not who I want it to be. It's who you think it's going right. to be. It's not who so you want to be. what I – yeah, you can tell us who you want to understand the but... question, given the stakes here. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, can be, I can be very vague. I uh, know that. <laughs> Big time my, stakes. My gut instinct, and that's all it has to go on. I don't have the same sources as Ox and all these other guys who report on the website. I'm just – yeah, I'm just – Ox. Ox well, is his wife. He, he's he got one more source. source than me. I don't have any sources. I'm just going on what we all read. My instinct is that – Douglas is not going to want to spend the capital that it's going to require to get Watson. I think that the Sala and the guys and, and, and um, LaFleur, they like Sam Darnold. I think he's going to want to build around Sam. That, that is my gut. My gut is he'll, he'll make the call to the Texans. He'll see what it's going to cost. He's not going to be willing to pay the price and give up the draft capital. And they're going to try to build around Sam. So my prediction will be it'll be Sam Darnold. Okay. So we got Brett with Deshaun. Seth still holding on to that Sam Darnold dream. Neil, oh. Seth, you, you took my thunder, man. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. I, I think that 
He's going to take the call. Why, why do we bring you guys? Why are we bringing you guys on? You're saying the same well, exact thing you said in the summer. Listen, I, just like Seth asked, what I want versus what Joe Douglas is going to do with a gun to my head, right? I want. I, I would. I would definitely go for Deshaun Watson if it doesn't cost us an arm and a leg. But I think with a gun to my head, Joe Douglas is a very careful, careful guy, and he is going to do what's long-term best for the organization. I think he is going to stick with Sam Darnold. He's going to trade that number two pick. He's going to accumulate more draft capital, and he's going to really focus on as many needs as he can for this team to make them competitive on both sides of the ball. Okay, so just to recap, Brett, who is, and it's the reason why Brett is the permanent co-host here, because he is evolving Ouch. and makes bold predictions. <laughs> he likes he likes Deshaun Watson. My two my two cohorts here, Neil and Seth, have been saying the same thing. They're still they, Sam Darnold's be retired and they're still thinking he's gonna be the you quarterback. You asked him we thought it's gonna be. I'm giving you the answer. Hey. Ah, listen, I was yeah. looking for I was looking for something yeah. insightful and I got Sam Darnold. <laughs> It's I was really the barrel okay. of a gun, man. Like two choices, but okay. D-Man. No, it's actually more than two choices because you can throw Zach Wilson right. or Justin Fields in there, too. D-Man, who's the starting quarterback for the New York Jets? Putting a gun to my head, I'm saying <laughs> Sam Darnold. For you, it's we're taking all bathrooms out of your house. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I agree that I don't think the Jets are going to mortgage their future of draft picks and not give it more than two. If they can get, if they get away with just giving two first round picks, I think they're doing it. But I, don't, I think that's where they're they're staying put. I think I think they're going to be conservative and stay with Darnold. Oh, so D man, I think does he that? Seth, yeah. remember reverse psychology. <laughs> D man really wants to. There's no psychology. I was giving a pure prediction, but now, and, and yeah. I got to be honest, yeah. my prediction with this is I'm with Merker. I think the Jets are going to go out. And make that splashy move. I, I think it's I actually think this has been in the works for a while. I, I it's just a matter of where they agree on. Is it three first round picks? Is it four? Is it three seconds? Deshaun Watson's gonna be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets in 2021. I don't know what it's gonna cost, but I think Joe Douglas is going and Christopher Johnson and Robert Sala wanna make a splash. And and it, it's hard if you, to pass up a friend. You you know, anybody you draft you hope is gonna be half as good as uh um and I, and I can understand how you guys feel. If I was a Giant fan, I'd have mixed – you know, if I was a Jet fan, I'd have mixed feelings. I, You know, it's almost like being the Knicks, right? Bradley Beal's available. And everybody's like, oh, we'll trade R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, and the right. and all the picks for him. I'm, I'm actually in the minority. I don't even want them to do that. I'd rather them just keep going the way they're going and build and, and what have you. So I can understand how you guys feel as Jet fans. But I, I actually think that there's a lot of pressure on Joe Douglas to make a bold move. So I, I think he's going after Watson. I really do. And I think, and, and I, I think, think and I think, I, and I think they're the leader in the clubhouse for him. I think the other part that we're forgetting here also is the, the, the lore of, or, or the, the appeal of Salah. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier how players are coming out in droves talking about how much they love this guy, coaches, the media, um, I've heard reports who knows if they're true that, you know, Salah was on the top of Deshaun Watson's list for Houston. Um, you know, I, I think that, that, um, Mike LaFleur is, is an attractive type, uh, you know, offense coordinator for Watson. I think there's some other things there. And also, you know, again, that no trade clause is important. 
Um, you know, for Watson and a decision, if, if he wants to go to New York, he, he can tell him, hey, I want to go to New York. That's where I'm going. I have the leverage. Um, you know, although we're in COVID and New York's, you know, unfortunately down right now, um, to be a, a starting quarterback in New York, uh, the endorsement deals, you know, the extra money he's going to get, he, you know, I just think there's, it's such a draw for Watson uh, that and Joe Douglas wants to make a splash. I, I think it's happening. I really feel like it's happening. Well, I mean, look, you know, just to jump in, I, I, I do hope it happens. But I mean, right before the podcast, I did listen to NFL radio on, on Sirius Sirius. And I mean, they're saying there's up to 16 possible teams that are going to be inquiring on this. I mean, there, there could be a they mentioned the Cowboys. I mean, there could be a uh, the Redskins. There could be Red, a dark. Red, house, Redskins a dark have nothing, nothing yeah. to trade. Unless they uh, listen, trade we have the Jets have the package. No one could match our package in terms of picks. So I'm not worried about yeah. that part. Hundred percent, except well, the Jags. Except well, the Jags. I'm, I'm not worried about the Jags either. See the one and, thing, and I'm that, not worried about the Dolphins either. I just, I just think that they're, they're going to have too much egg in their face if they go back and do a deal with the Dolphins. It'll be way too embarrassing for them. Yeah, I agree. I believe that too. You know, the other thing is we truly do not know what South truly thinks about Darnold. I mean, he's going to say all the right stuff, but when he watched the film, when he saw him in person, what does he really think? So if he really likes Darnold, I think they'll stick with him. And if he doesn't like Darnold, they're going to really go after I Watson. Agree. That's I, the way I look at it. Okay. And guys, that's the kind of analysis that you can <laughs> well, only get here. But I want, I want to touch <laughs> upon that. What you said and what Brett said, that if if – if Salah likes Watson and if Watson truly wants to come here because he loves Salah so much and that's what gets the deal done, Salah is a New York legend before he coaches a single game. That just makes him an all-time – they're going to build a bust to him just for getting Deshaun Watson here. That changes our franchise for 10 to 15 years on that one move alone. So, I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I love conspiracies, as everybody knows. Ian O'Connor, every conversation I have with him about sports tells me that the NFL, the NBA are back channel situations. Guys know where they're going three months before it happens. I, I, you know, if you remember, there was a report early in the offseason that Schefter reported that the Jets were going to make sure. some sort of blockbuster trade. Um, and and I, I just think this has been in the works and, and, you know, everything's coming together. Solid to the Jets. He was supposed to go to the Lions. Deshaun Watson asking for a trade, not caring who, you know, what which African American coach the, the Texans pick. I mean, really, that was his, you know, thing. Uh, you know, and, and I'm glad to see minorities getting hired because they should. This guy that they hired from the Ravens is sensational, from what I've heard. Um, but I think this has been in the works, and that's the way I feel about it. So we'll see. I mean, Brett and I, have, you know, we'll go, it's going to go in the records of and archives of the Big Blue Saloon <clears throat> that Brett and I believe that Deshaun Watson will be the quarterback, and the three of you think Sam Darnold. Now, before well, we move on to some a lot of Giants news, um, is there anything else, uh, Seth or Nemo, that you want to cover here in this, in this Noel Holds Bard roundtable? Um, Seth? No, I'm, there. I'm good. <laughs> well, the one thing I just want to say regarding Watson um, is, you know, he could pull LeBron James and take, you know, everyone loves Miami. It's a great area, by the beach, lovely weather. And plus, honestly, the Miami team is better than the Jets right now. They have more offensive weapons. Their defense is better. He may want to win sooner. You never know. That's a good point, D-Man. You know, you know, Pete, I think what, one point I wanted to add is was what you, you mentioned to me, which I really haven't heard anyone say that was, what if there's a package with J.J. Watt along with Watson to go to the Jets? I was, I was I mean, actually being sarcastic, and you missed it. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 
here's the thing. I know Watt has a lot of mileage on him, but to get a, to get the quarterback and then a, an actual pass rusher doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> Wait shit. a second, Neil. Hold well, on. Well, well, you, Neil, would you? you... Yeah, I, 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 said it, I said it to you in response to your statement that maybe the Jets could get Deshaun without giving up the number two pick. And I said, hey, why not ask for J.J. Watt while you're at it? That's what I was kind of getting at. <laughs> So anyways, you know, you might, why, why don't you guys stick around as we get as we get into the Giants a little bit? I always love uh, your uh, insight into the Giants. But before we get to the Giants, this happened, uh, was it 25 years ago to this week at D-Man or 20 years ago? The Scott Norwood kick 20 years ago today? No, it was so 30, uh, 30, years, 30 years ago. 30 years. Wow, I'm, we're really old. 30 years ago today, this happened. It is a 47-yard try by Scott Norwood to try to win the game for Buffalo. Legendary Jack Buck on the call. Giants leading Buffalo, twenty to nineteen. It's a forty-seven yard kick for the Bills. Norwood assumes the position. Lingner waits to snap it. We wait. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. <laughs> it is. No good. No one missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25 by the score of 20 to 19. What a beautiful moment that was 30 years ago. Nicely reminded by us on the uh, Big Blue Saloon Facebook page by Leslie Schrader. D-Man and I, we remember this game because we watched it together at my parents' house in the tense room. And uh, that, right before that, one of our friends actually wanted to turn on CNN for Persian War coverage. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I remember Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, was, we third, yeah, go ahead. Now, say that was a great moment. Uh, you know, being in college is great to begin with, but having the Giants win like that, being the underdog in a really tight fought game was amazing. I really hope that Neil, Brett, and Seth, Ouch. one day you can feel like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's really happy with that one. <laughs> yeah, he, he, was yeah. Waiting, he was waiting all night for that. <laughs> I just I just hope that our kids aren't having a beer in our, in our, in our grave like they were with the Cubs and enjoying it. Oh, God. It's possible. <laughs> That's why we need to show off. 50 years. I got to tell you that re-watching that Scott Norwood kick, it really wasn't even close. So it, it, it was a lot closer when we were watching it live. Um, but, yeah, that was a great moment. And, then, uh, you know, that was our second of four Super Bowls that we've enjoyed oh, while you guys haven't enjoyed any. So, as the team. Right, thanks for um, piling on. Thank you. Nice. Good. No, no problem. <laughs> Anytime. Hey, listen, listen, you guys can be piling on on us. I mean, there's absolutely nothing yes, to say about the Giants Super right Bowls. now. We have zero. The only That's news that. All right, but the, the last. Oh, we haven't had one in a while. I mean, you know, we, we're, 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 we're spoiled. Well, you know what? Guess which team is the worst team with record-wise the last five years? The Giants. Uh, that's, that's correct. Yeah. And Dave Gettleman's been there for three. And, it, and, and if Mel Kuyper's uh, mock draft is any indication of what the Giants are thinking, uh, taking tight end Kyle Pitts, and I wrote on the Facebook page, I believe that pick would be just the Pitts, but it's something that Dave Gettleman would definitely do. Um, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only holding some hope here that this isn't true. Because Kuyper's really rarely correct in his mocks. And in my mind, tight ends are a value later in the draft. I mean, if you think about it, Travis Kelsey was a third-round pick. George Kittle was a fifth-round pick. We talked about Darren Waller last week. Um, 
I'm not a fan of Pitts at all. I, he, he's not even a true tight end. He's like a hybrid, which makes it even worse. Um, D-Man, I know you're more of a fan. Uh, what are your thoughts about Pitts to the Giants? I mean, I like Pitts from everything that I've read about him. Uh, it's like they make him seem like he's a freak of nature, how, you know, you know, he's not exactly a tight end, not exactly a receiver, which can be great if you're using correctly. But the reality is with tight ends, you know, very few of them pan out the way, you know, <clears throat> you want them to. I mean, are the last all-pro tight end the Giants fan was Bavaro. So Fourth round. Fourth round pick. Bro. Yeah. So I don't want to take Pitts. You know, the question is, if all the receivers are taken, including Waddle, do you, do you take that chance? Uh. So do you guys remember the year the Giants and the Jets had back-to-back picks and the Giants picked tight end Derek Brown followed up by the Jets taking tight end Johnny Mitchell? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Seth, Brett, Neil, one of you guys can take it. Um, If you were, if you were, you know, where do you see this? Would you stay away from the tight end in the first round? You know, I'm not, I I don't have like prejudice on on particular um, positions being taken in the first round. I think if the town's there, you take it. I have a very good friend of mine who's a college football aficionado and he actually wants the jets to trade down to get kyle pitts so I, that that actually that opinion means something to me this guy apparently is like all worldly if he's going to be that studly i would say any team should get him and the giants do need playmakers the fact he's a tight end doesn't bother me as much as is he going to be a stud you take him brett what do you think I, I kind of agree with Seth. I, I would say the Giant. The, I know Evan Ingram's not been good, but he's still. I, I think you know there's something there. I know he, his catch rate is is terrible, but I just don't. It's it's not a need for them. I mean, they would have to figure out how to get rid of Ingram first before they even make that selection. You can't have both of them on your roster. Um, I, I don't think it's a need. I've heard the same. Like he's Kyle Pitts is supposed to be you know the next uh, Kelsey Kittle. So if that's the case, then that gets me excited. But more for the Jets, like Seth said, than the Giants. I don't. I don't think they need him. I don't get it. Uh, Neil, what do you think about a tight end in the first round? I know you still remember the days of Jerome Barkin and Mickey Schuler. Names that will live in infamy. I mean, look. You know, I, I look just like you know. Obviously, you can't compare him to Devontae Smith, right? Who obviously a wide receiver there. But if that, if you're saying that's one of the top tight ends in the draft, and they think no, it's going to be. A, and they think it's going to be a difference maker. You know, I, it's all about what you think is a, is a difference maker. If they think that's going to be what they need to help Daniel Jones and to really get things moving. I mean, we see a, a top tight end in Kansas City and, and you know, some of the other top teams, you know, what, what that can do. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it if, if they really think that's a, a huge thing to, to help the uh, offense. Well, I'm in the minority here. I don't, I don't think that's the great use of a number 11 pick. He's not a true tight end. He's not a true – he can't block. He's not a great blocker. So, you know, I don't have confidence that Jason Garrett would know how to use him correctly. So, you know, there's a lot of things that work here. And, and, and But we'll see. The draft is a long way. You know, well, there'll be a million different mocks between now and then. And, you know, the Giants will be associated with a lot of different players. Um, next week, uh, Neil Martucci is going to join us to talk college football. <laughs> he has been watching the Senior Bowl on the NFL Network. Like on the loop? Senior Bowl practice and watching. <laughs> He's been watching it on a loop. Um, he, I believe he's been that. on the phone with Todd McShay. And he plan and that's where he got the Matthew Stafford rumor. And he plans to come on next week to tell us all about the senior bowl. Before we get there, um, Alex Wilson of Empire Sports Media, who's gonna join us 
in two weeks, is reporting that Dave Gettleman has fallen in love with three players at the uh, Combine. Wide receiver Rondell Moore, edge rusher Quincy Roach of Miami, and cornerback Thomas Graham Jr. of Oregon. He claims those are three players on day two that we should keep an eye on when their names are called. And like I said earlier, Gettleman, that's where he fell in love with Daniel Jones. And all of a sudden, Daniel Jones came from a third-round pick <laughs> to the number six pick in the draft. So, you know, Gettleman does fall in love. Um, there was just news that Nate Solder has gotten cut or will be cut. That's actually not news. Um, that was expected because the Giants are over the cap. Uh, D-Man, you know, the Giants hired former Tennessee coach today, Jeremy Pruitt, for a to-be-determined role on a team. He was supposed to be headed to the Jets, but now he's headed to the Giants. D-Man, I, I know you don't know much about Jeremy Pruitt, but uh, he'll probably be the linebackers coach no, for the Giants I mean, next year. You know, certainly if you look at the Giants coaching staff, I think they're all pretty good. The problem is the talent. Uh, so you can do so much with a little talent. So no matter how good your coach is. Joe, no, Joe Judge has done a good job of attracting, uh, you know, experienced coaches for his staff. So I, I would definitely give him that. So the, when those are the news items of the week, you know, it's a very slow week. So moving on, we, we, we've touched on the quarterback market, but I don't know if you guys, remain, you know, heard. Schefter reports from talking about NFL personnel. There's only 10 quarterbacks' jobs that are remain safe in the NFL heading into 2021. We could probably do them on, on the top of our head here, right? So we know Daniel Jones is one of them somehow. Um, uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Mahomes. Um, Brady. You know, you, Brady. Rogers. Apparently Brady is one of them. Yeah, definitely. I, actually, Aaron Rodgers is not. Um Aaron Rodgers is a guy who made his list as somebody that, that could be traded this year, uh, amazingly enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron, he's not happy. He wants he, out. He's not happy about – he's not happy with what went down at the end of that game. He's also still not happy they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. So, I mean, you know, the, the, so Aaron Rodgers is, believe it or not, is not one of the guys that are safe. Neither is Matt Ryan. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks – it's very hard to even name them. I mean, uh, uh, Joe Burrow is another with Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield, that probably rounds out the well, 10 right Ro there. Well, if Rodgers gets traded, it's going to be yeah. because he wants out, not because the team wants to trade him. Okay. Well, you said – No, yeah, I mean – Right. But you, you heard said, his press yeah, conference. He was safe. not happy. And so, like, he's safe if he wants to be safe. He just may not want to be safe. Well, I guess yeah, – right. which, which quarterbacks could be – which quarterbacks could be on different? I, I should rephrase oh, okay. this. Which gotcha. quarterbacks could gotcha. be on gotcha. different gotcha. teams next year is a better way of putting it. Like big, even like Big Ben's on this list. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. I, I mean, I do think like Jared, I do think Goff. Prescott is safe. I do think Dallas is, is stick he with scheduled him. to be healthy at the beginning of the year next year? Prescott. Yes, or no? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's me. Yeah. Hey Seth, you know who else Boy, is safe? One of your favorites. I don't know why he would even be considered safe. He's the worst. Right. Who they a number two pick. A number two. two. You remember that? Oh, he's getting married this week. He's getting so married this life. weekend, Seth. Right. So I think you should be a little nice about him. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you guys. I can't remember a season like an off season like this where there's so much uncertainty with the quarterback market. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, that's what. Yeah, that's what we're getting to. Is there's only there's only the Pernish chef. There's only ten guys that will most likely be on the team they're on right now, and we just name them. I mean, you know, it's 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 not a lot. Uh, Lamar Jackson is another. That was the guy we missed. So that so that's your ten. Uh, you know, Rogers. Yeah, to your point, Seth. If he wants to stay, he'll stay. But he 
he's been out of shape. I mean, they took the ball out of – I mean, listen, I, I he could have ran that ball in, and we'll get into that when we talk about the games this weekend. But, I mean, to take the ball out of his hands and kick a yeah. field goal was, was, was a little strange. So, yeah, we'll and, see. And not, not this season, but let me tell you, if Lamar Jackson does not get a – does not – advance to to the AFC championship next year. I could see him being in the hot seat. I mean, you know, they're not, well, that's they're not a really hot winning with him right now. Merck, what Merck, Merck, what do you think about all this quarterback movement? Yeah, it's amazing. I agree with with Nemo. I, I it's strange kind of everybody's on the hot seat. Obviously, you know, and again, it cements home my my point about Deshaun Watson why you have to get him. He he is a he's one of the top five to eight quarterbacks. There's no question about his talent. Um, we're questioning all these other guys, you know, 22 other other uh, quarterbacks that we, we might not even be on a team or they'll be on another team. I mean, so um, it's it's strange to me. It's really strange. I, you know, and Matt, I know uh, we kind of touched on Matt Stafford, but just real quick, um, I, I keep hearing and I think Martucci said this, too, and I've read the same thing. Him to San Francisco, by the way, I think would be a perfect fit. So, um, you know, there's a guy that, that maybe finds a new home. Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Um, and you know, may, I guess if he forces a trade, but they're going to do everything they can to keep him. Um, but th- this is the strangest quarterback season I've seen in a long time. But D man, Daniel Jones is safe. What do you think of that? <laughs> that that's that's sad, actually. I mean, you know, outside of one draft pick, we have nothing to look forward to. I mean, and we're stuck. And and look, we all know, and I I don't think anyone's going to disagree. Uh, Daniel Jones is really just a mediocre quarterback you know, good at best. He will never come close to being an elite quarterback. I mean, it's amazing that Brady comes in, it's traded to Tampa, no off season, and they're in the Super Bowl. You know, that's an elite quarterback. I mean, yeah. Jones is it's like in a different galaxy compared to Brady. When I, when I think of Daniel Jones, I think of the and I think of him as part of those 10 quarterbacks. It's like the SAT question that you would get. Like, which one of these guys doesn't belong on this list? <laughs> I mean, you you know, you're talking about Mahomes, you're talking about Josh Allen, you're talking about Brady, you're talking about Lamar Jackson, you're talking about, other, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, who the Giants could have taken, uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, you're talking about these quarterbacks, and then you got Daniel Jones. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just like, who doesn't belong I mean, on this here's list? the reality. The two lowest-rated quarterbacks this past season was Darnold and Jones. Easily the worst two. So we'll be – I mean, easily. We'll be here uh, – all I, I, off season to 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 bring you the movement in the court. I mean, I think I think we're headed into one of the most fascinating NFL off seasons that we can remember between all the Jets noise and the quarterbacks and and what have you. It's gonna be it's gonna be I very mean, here's interesting. The, oh, sorry. Uh, so I, I, go go ahead. And you know, Peter, Peter, what I would say is, I mean, you talk about you know with Eric in terms of his segue. I mean, what what Tom Brady accomplished this this, this past weekend is truly unbelievable. I mean. You, you know, with with no with no off season to really work with, no no OTAs. They're just basically shows up with, with two bags over his shoulders, says, All right, guys, I'm in Tampa, let's get going. And he's in the Super Bowl. It it really truly is amazing. And it's just what what a dig into Bill Belichick. I mean, you know, to be able to do this without having that big shadow over him, you know, to prove the naysayers. It's got to be one heck of a feeling. I know Merker right is, is a is a is was even happier than anybody about Brady making it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm furious. <laughs> I, I can't stand him. Um, I mean, listen, he is he is the goat. There's no question about it. I, I hate him. I'm sure, like Nemo and Seth 
hate him. You know, it's he's destroyed the Jets for so many years. But I, I agree with Nemo. It's it's amazing. It's it's kind of fun to watch. I don't like to watch it, and I'm not rooting for him. I'm rooting for the the Chiefs to beat the hell out of them. But uh, he is a freak of nature. He really is. Um, he just commands that field. Um, you can really start to see. You know, it's really kind of his offense with some of Arians in there. Uh, those short passes, you know, kind of using the the pass as a run game a little bit, um, you know, throwing to Scotty Miller, you know, typical little Scotty receiver Mar- that he loves. Scotty, Mar- um, Scotty Miller. I, I am <laughs> Scotty Miller. No, not Nemo's son. Um, but I, I am, I, I am impressed. Also, I, I'm just praying that uh, he no, has no, a bad game. By the way, that weeks. Scotty Miller touchdown in halftime did that remind you of the Raiders game a little bit? Reminded me of the Giants game actually when he nicks did the same thing to Green Bay at the end of the half in the playoff game. But I, yeah, but that was a Hail Mary. This was not a Hail Mary. That was horrible coverage. But I think one thing that's being ignored is Brady did throw three interceptions in the game. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't play did. well, yeah. and he still won. He had his most- Tampa has a pretty good defense. He had his, mo- he had his moments. Listen, we're not going to give our Super Bowl predictions until next week. Um, you know, I hate this week in between. I think it's nonsense. They should be playing the game this week. But, you know. Uh, we Nemo and Seth, you can give us your Super Bowl predictions, but everybody's gonna have to wait a week for Merker, mine, and D-Man's. Go ahead, Nemo. You know, I'm gonna go out on a limb. You got a 50-50. And I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say that it's gonna be Tampa Bay 27. How, Kansas how, City Nemo, how's that going out on a limb? Brady's won nine Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think I think Kansas City is the clear favorite on the game, right? I mean, I think you know Mahomes is going to have another week of, of of getting healthier and a little bit away from any concussion issues, and I know he had an ankle issue as well. Yeah. Um, but I just think that uh, I think the goat's going to have one more final uh, say. Seth, you going on a limb too? <laughs> it's hard to go on a limb either. Bills way. to win. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, you're picking the Bills. The <laughs> Bills to win the game. The that's going out on the list. Um, I I just I watch Kansas City and they just seem unstoppable to me. I mean, it's it, you, you learn your lesson, and I clearly never learned mine about ever betting against Brady. But just watching Kansas City play last week, they just literally seem that they cannot be stopped. And um, I think when the, uh, the, the 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 title's on the line, I'm not rooting for a Todd Bowl. I, I, Todd Bowl still hurts me. I, it still it still bothers me. I, I wouldn't put faith in him versus Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I think Kansas City wins by at least 10. All right. Well, Merker, D-Man, and I will give our picks next week. So, we'll, But we will remember that you guys picked uh, – uh, Neil went out on the limb and picked Tampa Bay, and Seth picked Kansas City. So no, no. Uh, we'll see yeah. what happens. Well, I want to know okay. – Anyways, our – No, I just – I want to make sorry, sure man. that Brady and Mahomes are the starting quarterbacks for – uh, D-man. Otherwise, I may want to change my pick. So, okay, <laughs> I reserve the right to change it later. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if Chad right. Hanna starts, you're gonna right. change that's your right. pick. Sorry, go ahead. Nice. You, that's you right. never know. COVID can mess things up. You, Seth, you've been waiting all show <laughs> for that one. I have. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our latest con- contest is the first annual Big Blue Saloon Super Bowl box pool which actually sold out in three waking hours this week. Um, I was going crazy. Right now, the D-man is the favorite to win as he has an 8% chance as he bought eight boxes. 
Split amongst four people. <laughs> we, 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 I only get two boxes. I've spoken exclusively to your two daughters and Rose, and they've told me that there's no guarantee if they win that you'll <laughs> give them the money because I don't have their Venmos. <laughs> so the D-man right now has the best odds at 8%. So if I was going to predict who's winning the Big Blue Saloon Super Bowl box, I will pick the D-man at this point. Going out on a limb, huh? <laughs> I am going out on a limb. He's got eight boxes. So if you're trust me, if one of my daughters I, wins, I, I, I'm not I getting a cent of it. Right, can you explain that, Neil? You said that. How did we yeah. Win, no, yeah, I, I want to know. How, I, I was interested in that too. So Neil, Neil made the bold prediction in a group text that somehow Kaplan had rigged my box pool without me even picking the numbers yet. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow the Kaplan family always seems to have some kind of winner in whatever pool. I've why, never why, been accused of something that when I was a Kaplan fan with a victory. That. I don't think I, I don't. I think I've lost a lot of money in these pools, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're not, they're not didn't didn't uh, the, one of the kids play last one time. time? One time. March, yeah, that was fun. Uh, not the NCAA. But didn't JJ win? Well, trust me. I've you lost want a, you want a, a lot more money in these pools than I've won. Trust me. <laughs> right, I appreciate that, but uh, my, my, my money's in the Kaplan family. That's my money's on the D-man family. Merker, who do you think is going to win this box pool? <laughs> As it should be. As it my is. money's on the Merker. <laughs> As it should be. As I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. D-man's got eight boxes. He's got an 8% chance to win. So, unless he was the Knicks and they lose the lottery. Touche. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. If you're a listener, and, and Seth, you got to admit the Big Blue Saloon Facebook page is blowing, blowing up, up much more than that. you ever thought it would. Blowing up. It's a great page. And we're up three members from last week, creeping even ever so closer to the 150th person who will win a free Big Blue Saloon hat. I still owe you one, Seth. You're the only one on this call that doesn't have one. Okay. Maybe I'll drop it by this week. Uh, anyways, keep on. Uh, inviting other friends. D-Man, you've, not, you've only brought in one person, and then you brought in a second person, and the person only stayed on for an hour and then dropped off. Is it. that true? <laughs> I guess That's so. <laughs> and Nemo, you brought in nobody. You, if you, uh, I'll say this for Ox. He's brought in well, five Well, they're all people. at his house, though. I don't know about that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Pete, Pete, you sold it in three hours, man. I mean, I'm not talking about the box pool. I'm talking about bringing people onto the Facebook page. You got friends? Bring bring Jeter onto the page. Somebody, Joni's. They got friends, and they're not on Facebook. Scotty's not even on the page. I mean, it's crazy. Anyways, I'm gonna keep pushing this page until I got a thousand members because it's important. Anyways, uh, Merck, D-Man, Seth, Neil, Seth, and Neil, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Before you go, uh, Seth, any last thoughts before we? uh, leave nope. for the night. Uh, I was a pleasure joining you guys. I'm hoping for a good game in a couple of weeks, and I'm praying for a rebirth of the Jets franchise. That's Nemo. Any final thoughts before we uh, we let you go? But before, actually, Nemo, before you go, before you give your final thoughts, we got to wish you yeah. a happy fifty. Happy birthday, birthday Nemo! Happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday! Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. No, the 40s are uh, going to be in the mirror in a couple hours. Uh, so, Nemo, sad, but... so ne- no, it's Nemo, always, it's always good. You originally, so... you had some grand plans for your 50th birthday. We're going to the Masters. <laughs> you're going to the All-Star Games. Instead, you're just having a big ziti dinner with Joni, Golda, and Bob tomorrow night. That's right. We can't even have Chinese. <laughs> I think there are others. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the world. <laughs> it's going to be a hell, hell of a, hell of a yeah. party, I got to say. Cool. Yeah. 
cold, it's, it's always coldest night of the year, too. You, know, you I, can't I, even I, do I, anything I, outdoors. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it, look, I, I appreciate the invite. It's always good to talk about uh, the gangrene. And, you know, I hope, uh, you know, at least uh, maybe by March 1st, the next couple of weeks, we actually have some kind of answer to who right. the Jets quarterback will be. And Nemo, thank you very much for plugging the podcast on ESPN Radio on Saturday. Right. You did it in the first 10 seconds, too. That was beautiful. <laughs> That's right. Lock them Seth in. Neil, Lock you're in. welcome on here anytime. We enjoy having you. Maybe we'll have no, you on with Ox sometime. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merck, any final thoughts? Yeah, I'll stay consistent um, real quick. Barstool Fund, Barstool Fund, Barstool Fund. And, and they're at $33 million, uh, you know, 195 businesses supported. If you saw uh, Dave Portnoy uh, going off on all this craziness in the stock market, uh, he is my hero for many reasons. But the fact that he has raised $33 million and saved 195 businesses, uh, I'm going to keep saying it. Hey, donate. Else? Anything else? Nice. That's ah. it for me. No, that's it for me. Uh, not much to say. It will be kind of weird not having football this weekend. So I guess we'll have to do other things like watch the Knicks or something like that. Go to and the it mall. Is gonna be one of the the mall. Go to the mall. <laughs> uh, no mall this weekend. Um, but uh, it's certainly going to be cold outside. So I'm not going to want to go out, you know, go outside anyhow. So catch up on the sleep maybe. Been tired lately. <laughs> so and now that we've all been inspired by D-Man. Um, <laughs> uh, my final thoughts, it's always a blast for me to have my closest friends on the on a on a podcast doing what we love, discussing football. We can't do this in person, but this is a lot of fun. So all you guys, thank you for joining. That, that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm real I'm a Giants fan, but I'm very fascinated to see what happens with uh, with Deshaun Watson myself. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I think he's coming. So we'll see. Um, you know, and, and, you know, with other sports, keep rooting against the Dallas Mavericks. If you're a Knicks fan, that's what I've been doing. Um, we have their lottery pick. And, uh, and March Madness is coming up. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't really followed it too much. But we will be doing a Big Blue Saloon March Madness pool. We, we, we do cover other sports. So before we go, it's closing time in the saloon. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Don't miss next week when Neil Martucci uh, will join us to discuss the Senior Bowl, the NFL Draft, and we'll see if he's right about Matt Stafford. We will make our Super Bowl predictions. We'll have all the Jets news. Perhaps the Mars will call back the staff from vacation. We'll have some Giants news. Again, a special thanks to Neil Mars, who's celebrating his 50th birthday tomorrow. Seth Kaplan, Neil's the only one 50, actually, the only one 50 on this call, on this podcast. Uh, and Seth Kaplan for joining us. For Brett Merker and D-Man, I'm Peter Storm. Until next week. Hey,